while you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News on the Go. With Wednesday's 830 on the Go, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include an update on a fatal domestic violence incident in Marshall, Minnesota. The state denies parole for a 1994 murder, and our warm weather isn't going anywhere, and that isn't making some people happy. But we start with shots fired at a Minneapolis daycare full of children visiting Santa Claus. This happened around 5 last night at New Horizons at 34th and Penn in North Minneapolis. Nobody was hurt when at least one window was hit with gunfire. Nearby officers tracked down a suspect and arrested him. They could be looking for others. Also last night, one man shot dead after a shooting in the 900 block of Newton Avenue North. A SWAT team searched a nearby home to no avail. Police still searching for suspects in that incident. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. One man is dead after a shooting in North Minneapolis. It happened on the 900 block of Newton Avenue around 7 last night. A SWAT team was seen entering a home nearby in which some witnesses say a suspect ran. Also last night, police arresting a suspect after a daycare was hit by gunfire while children were inside visiting with Santa. This happened around 5 yesterday afternoon at New Horizons Daycare near Penn and 34th Avenue North. No no one was hurt. Nearby officers tracked down a suspect who apparently still had a gun on him. Police say they're also looking for at least one other suspect. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. More information today on Sunday's fatal domestic violence incident in Marshall, Minnesota. The Ramsey County Medical Examiner says 35-year-old Meredith Martell died from multiple sharp force injuries. 41-year-old Jamel Moore was shot and killed by a veteran Marshall police officer who is on administrative leave. According to the BCA, the officer arrived at the home early Sunday morning where a child flagged him down and directed him into the house. The officer found more on top of Martell, repeatedly stabbing her as she laid on the floor of the bedroom closet. Authorities say Moore refused to drop the knife and was tased to no effect. Again, he refused the officer's command and was shot twice. No children in the home were hurt. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minnesota Board of Pardons has denied the early release of a man who fatally shot three people at a Duluth house party. 48-year-old Todd Michael Warren was convicted on three counts of murder in the 1994 incident that shook the community. He was only 18 when he claimed he saw his girlfriend's friend being raped, drove to his parents' home to get a gun, and returned to the party shooting and killing three men. Warren asked the board for an early release and apologized to the victim family members at the hearing, telling them he is a changed man and has dedicated his life to service work and helping others. The board, consisting of Governor Tim Walz, Attorney General Keith Ellison, and Minnesota Supreme Court Chief Justice Natalie Hudson, deliberated for about 40 minutes before denying Warren's request. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. Well, as you've been hearing, the Colorado Supreme Court finding former President Trump ineligible for that state's presidential ballot. The Minnesota Supreme Court, along with courts in other states, previously declined to remove Trump's name from their ballots. Political law professor from Hamlin, David Schultz, on where we go from here. Even though the decision in Colorado is not legally binding on Minnesota, it could have implications in both how the U.S. Supreme Court eventually addresses the issue and potentially persuasive of another case brought in Minnesota or in other states. If the case does go to the Supreme Court as expected, it would put the Colorado decision on pause and all states would be required to include Trump's name on the ballot 
until a decision is made by the highest court. Not everyone is happy with the warmer weather we're experiencing. Above average temperatures have caused the cancellation of the 2024 Minnesota Ice Festival. Above freezing, you know, for a little bit in November or a little bit in December, we can work with. Um, but, you know, we really do need a solid three weeks of below freezing weather to make it work. Although there are ways to work around the weather. When it's consistently multiple days in a row, you know, like five plus days in a row, that is really where we run into the issues. Um, and then it becomes a, you know, a safety concern for, you know, people that are actually attending the festival. Despite losing out on 120,000 attendees, all is not lost, however. Our backup plan is, you know, to, you know, put on some small community events uh, throughout the Twin Cities. Ari Bergeron, News Talk 830 WCCO. It's been a particularly brutal year when it comes to the number of women either killed or badly injured by their partners. Violence-free Minnesota tracks domestic violence in the state, and so far this year, 34 women have died at the hands of a partner. Spokesperson Joe Shannon says since the pandemic, they've seen the numbers increase. It seems like survivors are experiencing across the state is this kind of increase in uh, the brutality of the violence or the um, how often it happens. Just last Sunday in Marshall, Minnesota, a man stabbed his partner to death and then was shot by police. Also in Minneapolis Sunday, a 43-year-old woman was shot in the head by her partner, who police arrested a day later. Domestic violence is absolutely 100% preventable, and every single homicide is preventable. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. A Minnesota agriculture company is stepping up to help students get valuable ag experience. The Blue Corduroy Future Farmers of America jacket remains a symbol for farmers in Minnesota and across the nation. This year, Minneapolis-based Crystal Farms donated more than three dozen of those blue jackets to Minnesota students. Company president Tim Bratland says what came after the donations was unexpected in a good way. We got personal cards back from a lot of the students that received the coats, just thanking them that they had wanted these coats or they were wearing a sibling's coats, but now they had their own coats. So it was really cool to see that, and it also showed just the quality of these students. It would take the time in today's world to send a handwritten thank you note to us. Students will wear their blue FFA jackets as part of their official dress at state and national events and competitions throughout the year. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. An Arizona grand jury indicting the man who allegedly stabbed Derek Chauvin while both were serving time in prison. 52-year-old John Tursak is facing a number of charges, including attempted murder in the Black Friday incident. Court documents say Tursak stabbed the former MPD officer serving time for the murder of George Floyd 22 times with an improvised knife inside the Tucson Federal Prison. Tursak is scheduled to be arraigned early next year. Despite a big push from Ohio State, one of the top high school football players in the country is heading to the University of Minnesota. Head coach P.J. Flex says they couldn't be more thrilled to welcome Esco's Coy Parrish to the team. You're talking about one of the most competitive high school players I've ever watched live. One of the best high school players I've ever watched live. Who loves the game of football. He kept hearing the same thing over and over and over. And every time he got back on the phone, it was like, what else you got? Nothing. It's the exact same thing I told you two years ago. And the consistency of that, I think, rang true. He wants to make a massive impact here in the state of Minnesota, at the University of Minnesota. Um, he's a number three safety in the nation. Finally today, get used to this warm weather. We knew Christmas in Minnesota was going to be warmer than usual, but this warm? We will be the capital of El Nino. 
This weekend, nationwide, the warmest temperatures, a big bullseye right over the upper Midwest. That's WCCO radio meteorologist Paul Douglas. He says after a rainy Saturday, 50s are not out of the question on Christmas Eve on Sunday. And then looking ahead to January, Paul says the European models are predicting there will be no sub-zero temperatures during the entire month. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to 830 On The Go. You can find each day's On The Go and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.